You're listening to the Startup Masterclass Podcast. Welcome to the Startup Masterclass Podcast, where I help you bring your ideas to life. Each episode, my goal is to help you learn the secrets, the insights, and the tools for entrepreneurship so you can be successful. My name's Eric, and you are listening to episode one. Man, I have a great episode for anyone who feels stuck. If you've always wanted to try entrepreneurship, but don't know where to start, how to do it, man, this episode is for you. By the end of the episode, you'll have three really simple ways to come up with a micro business that you can start this weekend. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you'd rate this podcast and leave a review. It's the main way to let me know to create more. Let's make a deal, okay? I make you great content, and if I make you great content, you leave me a five-star review. Deal? Cool. Also, when you enroll into Startup Masterclass, the online course, I send you the Insider Podcast. I give you all the the behind-the-scenes details about this project, about me going through it all. I show you the numbers for our growth, our customers, as well as our challenges. I just finished uh, recording the first episode of that. I share all the ups and downs, highs and lows, and some crazy things in between. So if you want to go into a behind-the-scenes look and hear me talk very raw and authentically about this project of the building of the Startup Masterclass, enroll in the online course, that's a bonus uh, that you get is access to the Insider Podcast. Okay, before we get into the main content, I wanted to answer a startup question that was sent to me. The question is, how do you know if an idea is good enough to pursue? How do you know if an idea is good enough to pursue? It's a great question. The only answer is to try it. (laughs) It's really the only thing to know. Some ideas that I thought were ridiculous and dumb that would never work, work. And some of the things I thought would be surefire, guaranteed home run were epic failures. The only way to know for sure is to try it. You know, how do I know that I'm gonna like this dish? You know, well, you gotta try it. You know, how do I know I'm gonna like that trip? You gotta go, like there's really, very few things that you can do to guarantee whether or not something's gonna be successful. You need to try it. Now, certainly what we do with the Start Masterclass is we help you to work on good ideas so that you know that your idea actually will have traction, will uh, serve a real need or a struggle or problem, that uh, it can compete against the alternatives. And so that's what we teach you in the Start Masterclass. But for any idea, I mean, that's just gonna, you know, my, my material, my, my help is only going to help you so far. You have to try, you have to try a test version of it, a prototype of it. You got to do something with it. So really, I wish I could give you a more robust answer, but ultimately it comes down to trying it. It comes down to exploring it or testing it or prototyping it or doing a beta. Um, so that is really the only thing. Don't waste your time on surveys. People don't tell the truth in these surveys. There's nothing at stake for them. <laughs> you know, would you buy this thing if I invented it? Well, sure. Well, to, to say, yeah, I'll, I'll buy it if you make it, costs me nothing. You know, when you have a real product and people are asked to give real money, their behavior changes. So make sure that you don't get fooled into surveys or to hypothesis. You want to really look at uh, how can I try this uh, to get a little glimpse, a tester to see if this is going to be something that I can pursue with a greater degree of effort and investment. So that's today's questions. Send me your startup questions or business questions or any question you want at eric at startupmasterclass.com, eric at startupmasterclass.com, and I will answer them here. All right, let's get into the main content today. So this episode is for anyone who feels stuck, people who have wanted to try entrepreneurship, but they don't know where to start or how to do it. In this episode, I'm going to give you three ridiculously 
easy ways to start a micro business this weekend. All the time, people say to me, man, I really wanna start my own business. I really wanna become an entrepreneur. But they say things like, but I don't know where to start, or I don't have the money, or uh, when do I quit my job, or how do I quit my job, or, or should I quit my job? Or a lot of people are just like, I'm scared. I don't know what it involves. I have no idea. It seems like a big commitment. I really want to, but I don't know how to go about it and all the things, and it just scares me. So these are the common things that hold people back that keep them stuck. And let me first comment in general about any dream, any ambition, any goal. I'm talking about startups here. I'm talking about business and entrepreneurship, but for anything that makes your heart come alive, anything that is a dream of yours, any ambition, you need it for yourself. You need to try it. You need to pursue it. You need to explore it. You have to give it a try. Now, when I say you have to give it a try, that doesn't mean you go jump out of an airplane without a parachute kind of style, try it. Like there is a simpler test, smaller version of anything that you want to do. It's not the all or nothing approach that you might think. You think that, well, I have to start a business. Well, to start a business, I have to quit my job. It's not the case. I have to start a business. I have to empty my entire life savings into it. It's not the case. There's always a smaller baby version of something that you are dreaming of or pursuing or wanting to try. There's always something that's smaller that you can test. There's always something smaller that you can explore. For example, if you were like, I want to live in New York City. Well, that's a huge commitment, right? That means like you uproot your house and your family and your job and all those things. Well, a baby version of that is go spend a month there. A month is a great period of time that you can learn a lot and you can actually get a little taste of it. Uh, Maybe you say like, I've always wanted to teach people. And so before you quit your civil engineering job to become a teacher, why don't you first try tutoring your neighbor, try tutoring a group of kids, you know, try doing some online stuff. Like there's a smaller version that does not require the same level of commitment or sacrifice. Really important. So that is the case with any dream, any ambition, any goal. I want you to know that you need to go for it. You need to try it and try some sort of expression of it, even if it's a smaller version of it, because it's not necessarily about the fullness of it that counts. It's that you are exploring and trying a version of it that counts, that you're making some movement towards it. Make sense? All right, so the same principle is true when it comes to business and startups. It's all the same. People think that they need to do these grandiose, major commitments, life changes, hard left turns, and there's always a smaller way to test things, especially in business, especially with your idea. People think they need a ton of money or they need to quit their job or they they need to find investors or to have an invention. Uh, None of those things are true. They're not requirements for you to try entrepreneurship, to try a small business. Trying your own startup does not come with this mandatory expense and this mandatory commitment and sacrifice. You can try things in a much smaller way and version than what you are imagining in your head. Now, that's going to be a challenge for you because we are people who have an idea in our head and we want that idea. I'm that, that exact same way. So one of the hardest things for me, to be honest with you, when I have an idea is I see it in full picture, full color. And the hardest thing for me is to say, okay, what is the smaller version of this that I can try and test and be okay with that for, for now? And the bigger thing is going to come, you know, but, but what you need to do is you need to try the smaller version, get that and explore that first before you go all in on the big thing. So also, if you're thinking about, you know, I want to start my own business, I want to pursue entrepreneurship, is I want you to do this one thing, is I want you to change the goalposts for what it means to start your own business. 
in terms of I want you to redefine success. I want you to redefine the expectations and your expectations of what that means and is required of you. Listen to me really carefully here. The goal is not to start your own company that has got an office on the 40th floor with a big glass conference room and a big, huge team and staff. Like that's not the goal. The goal right now for you is to start anything. The goal is not the big company. The goal is not the big team. The goal is not the big revenue. The goal for you right now is just to start anything at all. And so when we reframe our goalposts to be first about starting anything, we can now simplify and find a better definition of success for where we're at now. And you don't need to worry at this stage about forming an LLC or making a business plan or quitting your job or liquidating your life savings, none of those things. That is not your goal right now. Your goal right now is just to start anything, anything small. At the end of the episode, I'll talk to you about what I'm gonna do with my kids and gonna do this weekend and I'm gonna apply exactly what I'm telling you. So the first goal, start anything, anything at all, doesn't matter. Goal number two is to get a single paying customer. Set an amount, set a target of 50, 100, 250 bucks, whatever it is, set a goal amount, but get to at least a single paying customer. Get it to where someone will pay you something for something. Let me re-say this again. Goal number one is to start anything. Goal number two is to get to a single paying customer. Get it to where someone will pay you something for something, right? All right, so those are our two main goals when we talk about how do we start something is we don't wanna have the big team, we don't have the, the big investment, we don't need to have the staff or the office, no, no. We just want to start anything at all and then second, how do we get to a single paying customer? And you can set a goal, whether it's $50, $100, whatever you want. I'd make it something small. But what we want to do is we want to get to a taste of entrepreneurship. We want to get that, that experience that we are actually bringing an idea to life and that we have found a customer and that customer has given us money for something. So, But a lot of people at this stage are like, well, that sounds great, but I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. That's fine. Start something. Get a paying customer. But, but how do I decide what that is? <laughs> so... Here's the secret. I'm going to give you the three simple questions to ask yourself. Number one, what is a skill that I have? Everyone's got a skill. Number two, what knowledge do I have? Everyone's got a piece of knowledge somewhere. And number three, what resources or assets do I have? You have things at your disposal that you can use. So let me give you those three questions again. What is a skill that I have? Number two, what knowledge do I have? And number three, what resources or assets do I have? Now notice we're not talking about converting your passion into profit. Like I already know that someone out there is like, but I really love this and I, it's my life dream to be an entrepreneur and underwater basket weaving. That's my passion. At this stage, our goal is not to win a six figure career with your passion. Our goal right now is to get you to a taste of entrepreneurship and a taste of bringing an idea to life where someone is going to pay you money for something. That's our simple goal. So we have to pare it back down a whole lot and we're just gonna do something for a weekend. This is not a lifelong commitment. We just want you to experiment. We want you to explore and to be able to taste it so that you have an appetite for more. So ask yourself those three questions. Why? It's because often the easiest of business ideas that you can get a customer today is found in one of those three areas. A skill that you have, a piece of knowledge that you have, or a resource and asset that you have. 
So let me elaborate on each of the three. First is what is a skill that I have? It's asking just really, what am I good at? Do you have certain capabilities? Are you maybe skilled at writing? Are you skilled at woodworking? Are you skilled at a craft? Are you talented in art or music? Like what is a skill that you have? Any of those skills that you have, you can convert into a weekend business to get a customer. Some skills I had growing up is I actually learned Photoshop, I think around fifth or sixth grade. And so I knew how to take a piece of uh, a, a drawing or painting and I could convert it to a digital uh, file. And so it sounds really elementary, right? But uh, at that time, there's a motocross company who wanted me to convert a drawing that actually I did into a t-shirt. And so I had to learn that process and charge them for it and then learn how to actually make t-shirts. Um, so it's a very simple example of something that you have as a skill that someone's willing to say, I will pay you for that skill for me. I also grew up loving fly fishing. And so I learned how to tie flies and flies typically cost two, $3, maybe at the fly shop. And so I wasn't really good, but I was good enough. And so I would sell mine for like 30 cents, you know, get 10 for, you know, three bucks or something, you know, so, um, or 30 for $10. Like it was very, very simple for me to find a very small business that I could sell my little tiny craft, my little tiny skill and product to different people. Um, recently, uh, I've enjoyed art. I bought a whole bunch of these large canvas pieces of art and I just got a bunch of paint and I started doing some abstract painting just for fun, just to give me something else to enjoy besides working on a computer all day and working in the digital world. So uh, I did that and here's the crazy thing is that I found some people who wanted to stage my art into different homes. And so real estate agents and brokerages actually contacted me and my art is hanging up in who knows what million dollar house. Uh, and I also have started to sell some of my art. Uh, I would make some, I'd post it on social media, and people were like, hey, I really like that, cool. This past week, I first sold one of my big, large canvases this week. So websites like Etsy are super easy for you to post them on there and have to people buy them. So be sure to check that out. And if you don't have any skills, well, do you have capabilities? Like, can you push a roller brush? Can you pick up heavy things? Can you change light bulbs? You could very easily sell yourself as a handyman for a weekend or an assistant for the weekend. You could say, I can help you reorganize your pantry. I can help you fold laundry. I can help you take out the garbage. I can help you pick up leaves or pine needles or whatever it is. And so it's really easy for you if you don't have maybe a skill or a trade to say, well, whatever you need me to do, I can be an extra set of hands. I always find myself needing an extra person to help me with something. So you can create a posting on the website called Nextdoor, nextdoor.com. They have an app and it's usually locally based. So make it in your own neighborhood. And so post yourself. And the reason I like Nextdoor is because it is all verified people. You also can post on Craigslist, but be forewarned that Craigslist has a lot of strangers. You might get roped into some Nigerian prince scheme there possibly. Uh, it's a little bit more sketchy in terms of it's not validated people, identities, uh, but Nextdoor is. So you can post yourself on there like, hey, I can help move, I can help landscape, I can help organize, I can help babysitting, doesn't matter. Offer either a skill that you have uh, for use for people to hire or offer yourself for assistance. And charge pennies, charge $10 an hour, charge $8 an hour, charge $5, it doesn't matter. At this stage, we want you to get into the experience of having someone pay you money for something you have, something you know, or uh, something you can offer. So the second thing is what knowledge do I have? What do you know that other people could benefit from? Do you know how to repair cars? <laughs> do you know how to make food? Do you know how computers work? Do you know about fitness and nutrition? Well, any of these you can convert into a gig business that 
you can show up, you can offer your skill or your knowledge uh, around a certain uh, expertise and you can provide something to them. So for example, if you know how to work on cars, maybe you say, hey, I can do an oil change in your driveway. Why? Because people don't want to schedule appointments for Midas or their dealership and you know, take time from work. You can say, hey, tell me the make and model of your car. I'll show up with oil and a filter and it'll change in your driveway and I'll be in and out in 20 minutes. Or if you know how to make food, why don't you offer the ability to make food for a kid's birthday? You know, like if you know how to do those things, like offer that to other people to use. Do you know how to work with computers? Offer the ability to build a custom computer for a gamer. Gaming's wildly popular right now, especially games like Fortnite and other ones that people play. And so you can actually build a custom computer for people who want um, a better way to play games. Um, or maybe you're really good with, with fitness and you're really good with, with nutrition. Find all the people who are engaged. I mean, there's a high chance that people are trying to trim 10, 15, 20 pounds before their wedding. And if you were an expert in the knowledge area of fitness and nutrition, why don't you say, hey, I'm going to come work with you for six weeks and we're going to help you lose that 10, 15 pounds. So you have a great uh, ability to help people based on what you have uh, in terms of knowledge and what you know. And again, all you need to do is post on Nextdoor. Uh, you can post on Craigslist. Um, and you can do that, but here's the thing is you don't need a website. You don't need business cards. You don't need a bank account or LLC. You don't need any of these like big formal things. All you need is your phone number and just, uh, some text that so you write. All right. Last one is what resources or assets do you have? What resources or assets do you have? Think of the things that you either can sell, you can rent or offer in exchange for money. So one classic example, Airbnb became this multi-billion dollar company by just people uh, leasing out and renting out their spare bedroom one night at a time. I mean, very, very easy. Do you have a spare car? Uh, do you own a pickup truck? Do you have a sports car collection? These are all things that you can either lend out or sell or you can use to make money. What do you have that someone would be willing to pay money for? Some examples is I live in Lake Tahoe. I have a mountain bike. There's a lot of tourists that come here. I could offer my mountain bike for rental for a weekend. And I could probably charge half of what these rental companies in town charge. I also own a stand-up paddleboard. I mean, all these tourists that come through, hey, do you want to rent my stand-up paddleboard? I'll, I'll take it down to the beach for you. And I can probably charge half of what these other people do. I also have a truck. You know, people always need a truck to haul yard debris or pick up lumber or something. Uh, you know, you have these things that you can rent out on these little short-term basis. So uh, I also have a spare room and I could rent that out for Airbnb. I could rent it out for skiers and snowboarders from the snow season. I could do a whole bunch of things. So you have things that are at your disposal that you either can sell, rent, or lend. I also own, if you know anything about me, is I own a ton of domain names. I think I own probably 300 domain names. And so I talk about in my Insider podcast about funding this project uh, for me uh, because I want to, you know, I want to practice what I preach, so to speak. Uh, and then I have all these domain names that have just been paying for years and years and years. And so I am going to sell them and uh, make money off the domain names I've been holding for a long time. So anyways, that's something I'm doing, but you have the ability to look at what you have and either sell, rent, or uh, lend out to other people and charge them for, for that. So the point is there is a small business venture for everyone inside of these three areas. Here's the thing. I know none of these are your future career choices. The goal here is not to come up with your dream venture that you're going to quit your job and go all in on. The goal here is to get you to try bringing your own idea to life and making money from it in a small capacity and just get a taste of entrepreneurship, just to get a taste of bringing something 
that did not exist yesterday and doing it today. So I want to encourage you, if you are feeling stuck, if you've always want to try something, do this. Try one of these. Ask yourself these three questions and try something this weekend. Start a micro business this weekend. Um, so let me give them to you again. What skills do I have? Something you can provide somebody else that needs a skill or trade that you have. What knowledge do you have? What do I know that other people could use that need for me? Are you a great pianist? Why don't you teach piano lessons? Are you a great singer? Like teach kids how to sing. Like there's great knowledge you have that people will pay you money for. And then what resources or assets do you have? You know, things that you have maybe laying around, maybe assets you have, whether it's a bike or a paddleboard or something that people would pay money to either borrow, rent, or lease. Or maybe you've got a spare room uh, that people would, would rent out for an Airbnb. So again, the goal here is to start anything. It's goal number one, start anything. Goal number two, get a single paying customer. Get someone to pay you something for something. And ultimately, our entire aim here is to get a taste of entrepreneurship and making money by something in your life. So for me, this weekend, I'm going to apply this. My kids, they've been bugging me for a couple of things they want. And so my son, he's really all about this electric dirt bike. <laughs> and uh, longer story, but I, I want to help him, but it's really expensive. So, hey, buddy, I'm going to help you, and we're going to find ways for you to make money of your own, and then we're going to buy that dirt bike with your own idea. Same thing with my, with my daughter. She wants to do some horse camps and teach other girls how to ride horses and which is great. I'm all for it. So this weekend we are going to start a photography business for them. I've got a couple cameras that I use and uh, I'm going to help them take pictures for families who need family portraits or photos for Christmas cards. So we're in a really unique little window here. It's October and Christmas card season is coming up. And so we've got a great view kind of by our house. And so we're going to offer the ability for them to take pictures for people for their Christmas cards. So again, we're gonna leverage a asset that we have, which is these cameras. And I have a small skill in terms of just knowing how to organize the composition of the, the, the shot. And I've got enough knowledge about photography to help them in a system. And so they are going to do that this weekend. So anyways, I hope this is helpful for you. I hope that this helps you get unstuck. Again, go start a micro business this weekend. Just go try it. What's the worst that can happen? <laughs> you know, like, you need to know that trying this is so important. We gotta explore, we gotta to attempt it, and there's so much value and meaning behind that. So that is it for episode number one. If this episode was helpful to you, it would mean the world to me if you would rate it and review it. If you want more information about the Startup Masterclass itself, visit startupmasterclass.com and learn about all the things that we are doing. Also on the website, there are links to all of our various social media accounts where we tease and publish content just like this that's totally free. And if you want the behind the scenes of everything I'm doing here, where I reveal the good, the bad, the ugly, the ups and downs, become a paid member of startupmasterclass.com and you'll also get access to the Insider Podcast. Last, I want to thank my friend, Esther. She is a crazy successful, wonderful businesswoman. I wanna thank her for motivating me to get this podcast launched and into your hands. So that's it for this episode. Thanks again for listening. I can't wait to be with you in the next episode. Be well and we'll talk to you then.